Welcome to the Emo Social Club, where you get your very best in music news and interviews. I am Lizzie, and Brian is working on the video version of this as we speak. So I'm on solo intro duty. So we're going to kick this episode off today as basically a repurposed video we have of our now released on our YouTube channel, Make Me a Fan series that we're doing. And the very first people we're highlighting is Hot Mulligan, Hot Mully, a band that Brian doesn't understand. And I'm going to try to make him understand throughout this process. Before we jump on into that, we're just going to highlight here for you that we cannot play their songs on our podcast because of music licensing. And if you know about what's going on in the music licensing world right now, we'd rather play it safe than sorry and get something taken down. But never fear, we do have a Spotify playlist on our emo social Spotify called Make Me a Fan. And it will be a general playlist. So for every other version of it that will be coming out soon will be landing on that page so you can like pseudo follow along in that way too just have spotify open on one and then listen to like i don't know apple music or something else on another one and while you're on a different platform specifically apple music at the very least you can leave us a review there Five stars only, though. You can comment about it even. Extrapolate a little bit. Why Why do you like us? I think we're pretty swell. And you should, too. And in the meantime, as well, to make sure that you keep up with all of our content that we have coming out and our interviews that we have upcoming, we do have a lot uh, finally in the docket because we're getting away from the winter slump. So super excited for you guys to hear some new friends that we are going to have on the pod with us. You can go over and keep up to date with us at Emo Social Club over on Twitter and X Emo Social Club X on Instagram and on TikTok. And if you want to keep up with us individually, you can follow Brian over at, at SpookyPants1 on all platforms and me at Borden Bathory also on all platforms. And without further ado, everybody, here is our episode, Sans Music, about making Brian a fan of Hot Mulligan. There's some bands here in the Emo Social Club that one of us likes and the other one not so much. And the time has come. We're done hating. We like liking things. And so we are starting a little series here on the channel called Make Me a Fan. And we're going to talk about bands that one of us likes and the other one may not get, may not understand, may need a little bit of a, of a convincing to get into. A little nudge, if you will. A little nudge in a certain direction. Uh, we're talking today about the band Hot Mulligan, <laughs> a band that I have not been able to get into, whether it's their sound or their their vibe or their performance, just has not hit me in a way where I understand Hot Mulligan at all. <laughs> but Lizzie is a gigantic <laughs> fan of Hot I Mulligan, am. a huge fan. Uh, and, and we're going to see if Lizzie can convince me to enjoy Hot Mulligan <laughs> finally. Finally. We're going to finally get down to it. Uh, so we're going to listen to some songs by them. Lizzie's got some recommendations for me. But beyond just the music, Lizzie, why don't you tell me a little bit about Hot Mulligan so that I know about Hot Mulligan and can maybe identify some things that I like about Hot Mulligan from the background of them. 
Damn, okay, let's get into it. So they started in 2014 in Lansing, Michigan. So Midwest Boys. Yes. Big time Midwest Boys. And I think what's funny is that when they're they're very online, so you see them interacting a lot. And out of this, over the last few years, this is where we start to get like the conversations of second wave emo, third wave emo, fourth wave emo, and fifth wave emo. And that is up for interpretation of which bands are in which. Originally, Hot Mulligan kind of fell into the fourth wave emo with like bands like Charmer and things of that nature. Um, but now, literally as of <laughs> two days ago of this recording, they are now post-emo. They're the creators <laughs> of post-emo. No. The second band that they have put into post-emo is Ben Quad, which is another really fantastic band as well. Um, so that is, that is Hot Mulligan in a nutshell when we're kind of thinking about it. If you think about the sound, it's a lot of yelling it blends og emo twinkly chords with modern pop punk and then they kind of give their own twist on it and there's like mel there's melodies there's melodic singing too um so overall it's something that i think is jarring to a lot of people because it is newer in sound than what we are used to because too they've like toured with a bunch of other bands that we feel like it would make sense. So they were on Sad Summerfest tour a few years ago. So that is traditionally like very pop punk sounding bands overall. And seeing them on there, I'm like, I get it, but it doesn't fit sonically with it. Yeah. They, I think it's the, there's a very post hardcore style sound to the singer's voice. And it sounds like he's yelling and screaming at the top of his lungs, at the very edge of his vocal cords but the music just sounds like kind of normal, like maybe pop punk, bro pop punk, sort of the sound that that it like doesn't fit to me. <laughs> and I think it is just like it should just be post hardcore, but it's not. It yeah. should just be OG emo, but it's not. It should be that like, yeah, that, that like Midwestern emo sound, but it's not. It should be pop punk, but it's not. <laughs> it's like I'm not. Yeah, I, I think know. that's what like makes them stand out, though, because they don't get put into a box. There have been a lot. They've been a really innovative band with their sound, arguably, than we've seen with a lot of even staples in the scene over the last probably like 10 years, if we're being honest. And I think that's what makes them stand out apart from the side of their we'll get into this more, but their lyrics being a lot more normal based and not fantastical. They don't create like another world for you to be in. They're very much like sitting in a room with you understanding what you're going through instead of glamorizing it not glamorizing it in like certain ways but they're not amping it up to be something more that we're used to that we do like in a lot of our other bands that we do enjoy but i think because it's so raw and in your face and relatable that's what makes it them set apart from a little bit i guess <laughs> The box isn't a bad place to be, is all I'm saying. It's okay to be in a box. Breaking out of the box is always preferable. It's okay to be inside the box. If you're working within... No, it's not It's not safe. It is a... Uh, uh, when you are outside of the box and there is every opportunity and every possibility, sometimes you get a little bit too into all the possibilities. And sometimes when you're in that box and you're like sticking in your lane and you're creating something with limitations, you're actually creating something better because you've limited yourself to a certain number of ideas and you're not going outside and making all these other things in there. The box is a safe place, but it's also a creative place. It's also a place of 
creation. But it's not experimental. But it's not experimental. You experiment a little bit going outside the box, a little bit. You take you take a little step I feel out. like this is where we differ because you're not a punk and I'm a punk, so I feel like that. <laughs> well, punk, you know, traditionally outside the box style of music where they have three chords and um, that's it. That's in in a big fuck you. Yeah, it's literally inside a box. That's literally inside a box. That is outside of the box. <laughs> no. Nah. It was outside of the box, but oh, it's inside the box. my God. <laughs> well, out of all of this, they have a lot of EPs in their discography before they ever got to a full length. So they started with Fenton, Honest and Cunning, a split EP with Everyone Leaves, I Won't Reach Out to You, and they had two acoustic ones, and now they do have a lo-fi one. Lo-fi one with less gravity. Very fun. <laughs> Their LPs are Opportunities. I know Opportunities is a little bit shorter, but I'm going to include it because it's longer than five songs. Uh, pilot you'll be fine and why would i watch which is their latest one that actually tracked on the itunes top 10 which was pretty cool to see because the jonas brothers were also on that one okay Okay. (laughs) love to see my world collide (laughs) they also work a lot with wax bodega which has been a very prominent independent label within the newer emo scene so, for example, they have the Wax Bodega tour going on right now with, like, Arm's Length and a bunch of other really smacking bands. And I feel like they've been able to champion a lot more of this newer sound that would probably get lost in the mainstream ruckus of it all. So I really want to give it to Wax Bodega, whoever runs this. You're doing a fantastic job. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in 2015, they had their first show that they played in Michigan with Charmer, another band. I know I mentioned them a lot, but they are also very, very good. They are that quintessential Midwest emo, um, more in that third and fourth wave emo as well. Now, in 2019, they had a headline tour, which I think this is like such a banger lineup. <laughs> if you know, you know. Future Teens, Fredo Disco, Belmont, and Kayak Jones. <laughs> So this was actually the first time I ever saw them. And I saw them in a Chicago suburb and they played to about maybe like 20, 25 people. And when I first listened to them, I was just trying to listen to everybody who was playing. And I actually ran into one of my friends who was used to be in mishandled and he no longer was there, but he was doing merch for them. And we were on the different debate teams in college. So that's how we were hanging out. And I'm like, he's like, who are you most excited for? And originally it was for Belmont. And I compared the two and I'm like, you know, who's way better? <laughs> not Bob Mulligan. And they were the, the, um, the second headliner. So that was a fantastic lineup. OK, also the, all those other bands, like, with the exception of one. Fuck. Um, <laughs> they also reached recently uh, had the Why Would I Watch tour, which is the one that we saw on my birthday. We loved it. Um, and then they have another one coming up that's doing basically secondary markets called Fight Tour. And then they're going to be joining Fall Out Boy on tour to opening for their for Fall Out Boy's second leg of So Much for Stardust tour. So that's really cool to to see I mean, this band absolutely pop, get to that point. I remember seeing that lineup. I'm like, is this a joke? And it then is, I was like, it's it not a gag. It's for realsies. It's pretty crazy for Fall Boy to put Hot Mogs on the on the line. And like, not even like a like someone who's consistently opening, like the consistently opening is Hot Mulligan, Jimmy E. World, and Fall Out Boy yeah, on that tour. So weird, insane. I mean, I this is one of the reasons why I'm like, I really should like this band. We saw them at Aragon, and they 
that's like a, a 45 to 5,000 cap room. And that and was sold out. We were like, there's no way they're selling this out. And then they sold it out. And it's like, this is, this is insane. Like, how are this, how are there this many fans of this band? To me, that's what I'm thinking is like, but why, <laughs> how, uh, it's just so odd. But I, I do understand that there is a large contingent of children who like them. Wow. <laughs> kids, the kids. These well, days. thank you. I know our, our friend Maud really loves them too. She was actually at the same show that I was at, yeah. but we didn't know each other in 2019. Yeah. So that was always really fun, um, to talk about. And I think what really got me into this band a lot more is when I was listening to Hot Mulligan to kind of prep for this like show because I used to be really embedded in like the local Chicago scene because I had a local radio show prior to that. So I really kind of grew up in the scene and I wanted to get more out of the indie scene into emo and pop punk. So naturally I got to show up to the pop punk and emo gigs, duh. <laughs> and this one was closer to the suburb I was living in at the time too. So it was e easier to get to. And I really got hooked on dairy and I think <laughs> the way you said that is like, cause I know they've been doing a lot of milk memes. So you're like, I got hooked on dairy. No, well, it's, not, dairy D -A -R -Y, it's not, not dairy it's not drink milk, milk and run, but it's dairy D A R Y. Yeah. So listen, and that was their, their biggest single at the time. Like if you looked at Spotify, it was like their number one played and it makes sense why it was their number one played. I feel it is just, so it's screaming and it's raw. And I think something you, uh, people might crucify me for using this word. I think it's guttural. Okay. <laughs> I all right. I think that everything is coming from such a deep emotional place from what Tades, the lead singer of Hot Mulligan, is singing, that everything that's been boiling up inside of you just comes out like word vomit, but it's aggressive and it's realistic and it's addressing emotions in a way that is just straightforward and it's not making it prosy it's just saying like this shit sucks this <laughs> is bad and i'm having a terrible time i think that that's what really hooked me in a dairy too during that time i was still like getting over a very bad breakup and i was just like scream singing and always like yelling and crying <laughs> <laughs> it's a good song so besides that, I also think their stage presence is really fun. They really do like like to run around. They get into it. They look like they want to be there. Where you know we've over the years we've seen a lot of acts that they look like they don't want to be. They, there. Yeah, they look like they don't want to be there. It's very just yeah. I'm doing my thing. I've been doing it for so long. I'm not going to switch it up. They're different, and it just like it makes it fun. It makes it fun. It's energetic, and it makes you. Want to drink milk and run, but don't drink milk. And run. Uh, yeah, don't do that. No, no, don't do that. That was very off-putting. <laughs> drinking <laughs> milk and run was very off-putting to me. So they, I think it was funny too that they actually, when they did that merch drop, they had a gallon of milk they were selling for a thousand dollars, and someone bought it within like twenty minutes. Dude, you sell one gallon of milk for a thousand dollars, you're a thousand dollars richer. Exactly. I want to know if you bought that gallon of milk. I want to know who you yeah. are, and I want to know what came of this. If you're the king who bought the thousand, now here's the thing too. Milk. What kind of milk was it? Was it whole milk? Was it two percent milk? Was it one percent milk? Was it non-fat milk? I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> was it fancy milk? Oh no. <laughs> All right, so now we are going to listen to some songs that Lizzie has picked out. Uh, all right, Lizzie has picked out five songs for me to listen to. She has uh, put together a small playlist. 
We're going to put our playlist of all of these series up on our Spotify channel. You can find all of the links down below and make sure while you're there to subscribe to the channel. We're doing a lot of different conversations about music. We're doing album reviews. We're going to talk about other bands that that we need to get into. So make sure to subscribe if you want to be up to date with all of our recommendations and get into the scene the way that we're in it now. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. All right, Brian. So the most popular song, especially according to Spotify, because I just wanted to make it like keep it straight, would be Equip Sunglasses, which this is a song that when it came out, everyone finally was listening to hot mulligan i felt and this is me being my pretentious energy coming out and saying like wow i listened to this band before you guys God, and now everyone's no. hopping on Don't it do that. um i never said it out loud until now but here yeah. we are now on a podcast here we are loud. yeah it's my podcast though so i yeah. can control it it's fine <laughs> quality control yeah but equip sunglasses it's a fun song we have played it a lot at emo nights we have listened to it a lot and I think this is also one, this is one that I also put on like a party summer playlist too, because mm -hmm. I feel that even though it is still technically underground emo, it's not a radio band. Silly that it's not, honestly, with some of the singles they put out that nobody's ever picked it up and put it on mainstream radio. <laughs> but this is one that I think everyone would know if you say Hot Mulligan, they're probably going to say this song or at least the one featuring Mar Mark Hoppus. Or Michelle Branch, so. Yeah. All right. Um, I, I, I've I listened to this song a lot. with you a bunch of times. Yeah. It's the only one that I recognize when we saw them live. It just is what it is. Um, this is one of the ones where I'm like, this is a post-hardcore song. He's screaming. He's shouting. And the music doesn't match up with his energy. I like it. I and I, I like what he's putting into it. I like the lyrics. I like um I like that it starts off with like a very good like call and response for the audience. It has that what was me refrain. The guitar part is good. I don't understand hardly a single word of the chorus, so I don't I don't sing the chorus because I don't know what he's saying. Uh because it's just very like pinnacle of your voice yelling. And I'm like, what? <laughs> uh yeah, I mean, I think the song is good. It's structured well. The sound is good to it. It's just I don't know some of the words he's saying, and I'm like, what? Can you just can you just pull it back a little bit so that I can understand what's going on? You know, here? there's these websites oh, called so A to Z lyrics. Oh, so research it. Research yeah, you know, song. you just go look. I mean, you used to do that for other songs. Yeah, Fall Out Boy. <laughs> yeah, see, so do it again. I didn't do it for a lot of other bands that I could understand every word they said. Well, you know what? I really think the equivalent here is to original, just like straight screamo bands, like Suicide Silence, that I have no idea what the fuck they're saying, but this is Hot Mulligan's version, yeah, yeah. and it's a little bit better. I'm not singing along with those bands either. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can't. It's like, <laughs> it's like, bleh. It's like it's but like, ten times it's bleh. essentially screaming without with more melodic screaming, but it's still the same idea, conceptually, of just like, yeah, you're yelling. You're just yelling so but don't you like to yell yeah but i don't want to hear somebody else yell necessarily it's for me it's a cathartic release for myself but you're yelling at them while they're yelling at you you're yelling back at them yeah at a show yeah not in your car you can still do that R roll the windows up <laughs> not roll the windows up anyway i'm fine with this song i don't think it's bad i don't have any major issues with it um i'll definitely play it Whenever somebody wants to hear out Mulligan, I go, cool, I got you. And I put on equipped sunglasses because it's the one that I like so far. The one that I already went in enjoying. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm okay with that one. 
And that's why I feel like that's it's a top popular song for a reason. It kind of yeah. gets everybody. You get like a vibe for what it is. You don't like it. You don't hate it. If you aren't a fan, you're just like, it's there. Yeah. All right. Next song. All right. So this is one of the songs I really like the most. Um, so this is off of Opportunities called I Reply to Tyler with Two Blue Cars. And I feel like this is like one of the most heart-wrenching songs for me to listen to but it's one of my favorites i think opportunities as an album is phenomenal and i want to make sure too with this that i didn't just pick older songs but a lot of their bass songs i feel like there's some people who haven't listened to their older stuff either because they don't play their older stuff live as much anymore which is upsetting to me personally but they always have really (laughs) good songs in general so i can't be mad but uh, this one really also got me through some rough times and like is a is an album and a song that if I like sit and I listen to it, I'm going to nine out of ten times cry. Great. <laughs> Fantastic. It also has like this good like not gang vo- vocals, but like it starts to like just be just the lead singer. And you're just like, okay, I can scream sing this and everyone else is going to scream sing with you. Like if you're at a show and it just like creates like a cathartic community type of thing. Okay. Yeah. I didn't hate it. Um, <laughs> I could tell with your face. And, and I know yeah. this one is their older stuff has more melodic tones yeah, in it melodic. rather than scream. Well, they have screaming, but it's not as yes. rampant as it is in their newer stuff. Yeah. I mean, this is a very like, to me, a, a when people talk about the Midwest emo sound or like twinkly guitar sound, like this is that. Um, and I think melodically it was, it was interesting to me. I, one of the other things vocally, like doing like big runs of lyrics like that is like, I'm trying to catch up. <laughs> and obviously if you know the song, it's, it's very rewarding. Like you said, like live, cause you can shout it back at the, the, the band and you're kind of like sharing that moment together. And I know that's, that's, probably one of the big things about hot mulligan is sharing in those emotions together. Mm -hmm. And like that group has just gotten larger and larger and larger to share in that with, uh, (laughs) I'm just there. Um, but I, I, I I definitely get that. It is a rewarding thing. The more you put into it, the more you get out of it. I just find it very hard to want to put the time into it to be like, let me learn all these words so that I can finally enjoy this song. (laughs) Like that to me is like, no, I should kind of be able to, you know, one listen and I go, yes, this makes sense. And I like it. Um, I, I Like I said, I didn't dislike this one. I would say having more of that melodic sense to it is better. I think there's also a lot less vocally on this. It's a lot more of that guitar work. Mm-hmm. And the guitar was kind of repetitive, just kind of the same riff lick over and over again. And I'm like, cool, 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 cool. I mean, that's almost like you want to be, like you just said, though, you want to be able to listen to something and know it, which means you will have some type of repetitive lyrics. You will have repetition. I agree with that. And, and yeah, that's why you have a chorus. That's why you have, like, motifs and all that. I'm just saying, like, from a first listen, I'm like, oh, it's the guitar riff again. (laughs) It's a short song. Yeah, it's a shorter song. It's not too much. It's not like you're hearing it a lot, a lot. And there are plenty of bands that write, like, basically the same song 12 times on an album. And this certainly doesn't feel like one of those songs that's like too repetitive because it sounds too much like every other Hot Mulligan song I've right. heard. It sounds just like within the context of its song of the song itself. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I I know what you're doing. It is one thing. It is one lane. It is one path. And I'm chill with that. Um, yeah, I'm chill with that. 
Okay. I could I could see myself for the sake of you Thank going you. to other shows, <laughs> learning some more of this song so that I can hopefully enjoy the call and responses and the yelling it back at each other at a show. Much in the same way I enjoy, I enjoy doing with equipped sunglasses. Yeah. So I could see myself doing that. Cool. Love that. That's why I, I, I like this one. I figured a lot of the older stuff you would you might like a little bit more to get started. Maybe. On. I also, as you know, love short songs. So I know. Make yeah. It short. I'm in. And no, trust me. The next one. <laughs> short right, what's the next one? Well, my computer just died. So let me Hey guys, guess what? We have more emo social content for you that gets left on the cutting room floor and just extended interviews and all other shenanigans over on our new Patreon. Well, not new, a little bit revamped Patreon. So just for either free 99 or a dollar a month, if you want to get access to a little bit more content, you can support us in what we're doing here at ESC and all the content that we are putting out. And of course, just consume more of us in our maybe bad takes you can check it out through the link in the bio or simply search on patreon emo social club so now the next this next portion here it's gonna be focused on you bestie thank you what would be what i think that you would like and knowing your song habits i picked one that not that much of an offshoot but it was a single it was not not on any other record and that is green squirrel in pretty bad shape now this was a collab these with names are not. I'm not going to bring it up because it's not important. But these <laughs> names, these names are very quintessential emo. What do you mean? They're silly and out there. But this song was a collab with Super American, another really fantastic band, and it blends more of extra large holiday card, which is one of their guitar side project as well. So it's like emo rap esque influenced. Okay. And I know you love Nothing Nowhere. We both love Nothing Nowhere. I like, I like emo rap in yeah. general. I like emo rap. I, I think that this was, they they could have gone in this direction to try to go with the trend, but mm -hmm. they didn't. But they kind of showcase they can do it really well, too, if they did want to. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead. All right, bestie. <laughs> I think the problem, is, what's going to happen is like... What I'm finding that I don't like about Hot Mulligan so much or what's what's keeping me from becoming a fan of it is the vocals and playing a song where it's like none of that vocal thing. It's like, yeah, I like this better. <laughs> yeah, this is better. Um, I mean, it's definitely in my vibe and I throw this kind of stuff on it. This song in particular felt a little bit like emo rap uh, color by numbers. Like you could just very easily make a song if you just do this down to like the... Uh, vocal like just talking sample at the end of it <laughs> over the beat um i mean i like this vibe of song i always of course, throw a yeah. song like this on and have no issue with it ever um but it makes me think like well it's not hot mulligan doing hot mulligan things so therefore i'm like yeah tight 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 uh not bad i mean fine okay so for another one i pulled i went a little bit newer with good old mr rags when you say these out loud, how do you feel? <laughs> when you say the names of Hot Mulligan yeah. songs out loud, does it feel good? Yeah, I feel like they're fun. All right. I just feel like you need to have fun. I'm having a great time. This is off of Pilot, which was their very first album, a like full-length album. Um, aside from Opportunities was their first, but classified as an EP. I wanted to pull this one because there's less screaming. It's more melodic. 
and leans more into traditional pop punk with this song. So I thinking it might hook you a little bit more than some of their other stuff we have like more recently listened to. But I wanted to kind of have a little bit of a range here that we're hitting on most of these albums and EPs. So you have like a good range of of thought yeah. here. All right. Fair. All right. Let's take a listen. All right. I see what's going on there. Yeah. Uh, that one actually remind because like obviously I'm coming in kind of late or I guess not late, but like this this scene of like pop punk that exists now and is becoming really popular now is not something that I was super into back when it started with bands like Four Year Strong, The Wonder Years, like bands mm-hmm. that were doing um, some stuff like that, you know, earlier that like for example our friends in action adventure are sounding like and this one i was like oh well i like action adventure and this sounds like action adventure that's fair (laughs) um and so i get i like can kind of connect those two and i don't know what it is about action adventure that i like and hot mulligan that i don't get but i think on this one i is it is it two people singing yeah the guitarist singing too yeah so like tades does leads but the guitarist also takes because when we saw them live i saw him singing but i'm like it could just be that there's it's mostly Tade singing on the record and then he does backup live. So I wasn't sure that he was actually doing backup on the record. And now hearing that, I'm like, oh, so it's like more of a balance between the two styles of mm-hmm. voice. He's much more of a cleaner, more like less raspy, less uh, uh, less aggressive, yeah, less aggressive vocalist. And I think having that two vocal styles in the song really helps me like it better. Yeah. And that's the same with like our friends Action Adventure who have two singers and you have a singer that's more raspy and you have a singer that's more clean and it just it just balances it out for the whole thing. So, I was I was okay with this one. Okay. Um there's still a little bit of that like music that I just never really got into mostly with the riffs, uh the guitar riffs where it's like that and like those sorts of things. I'm like, yeah, that's cool and everyone kind of does it so well i mean I, it's a kind of like quintessential like emo because yeah. that's like that twinkly emo so og emo yes, exactly. but they're bringing it back now and it, it's been such a meme yes it but i been. think it works because there's a lot of other bands that are similar in their genre too well their new genre and their old genre a fourth wave emo and post emo <laughs> oh my god that that's another thing i won't like about it is the <laughs> amount of like times you have to say like oh this way this way well that's no, not just no, with no. them that's with a lot of yeah, bands nowadays it it, that makes me no less they're good bands they're wanting to stand putting it in like those contexts like oh, i'm not i'm not interested i'm not interested in whatever you're saying about we have this. a bunch we're in an umbrella of categories in the alt rock community it's, the worst. it's funny and great it's the worst and i don't like it but i i didn't uh i didn't dislike that one either i and uh i Thought that was fun, thought it was catchy, thought it was uh, a good melodic song. Mm-hmm. So, a little yeah. bit slowed down too. A little bit slowed down. Yeah, I feel like I feel like they're fairly a mid-tempo band. There's very much like the older stuff that you're showing me versus some of the newer stuff that I think is more pop focused, more pop mindset of like how am I creating a sound for a larger audience um but obviously i think these songs are going to be the ones that are more core to fans that have known them for a long time or have listened to them for a long Mm -hmm. time like this sound that they're creating here is going to be more of that like core hot mulligan right when you describe hot mulligan this is what you're describing right like this song it's later on pilot it's near the end of the album so unless you already really like hot mulligan and you're not just listening for the singles you might not hit it yeah i might not hit it (laughs) 
homie. Please try to hit. Okay, so this last choice that I'm picking, it's from their new their newest album, um, Why Would I Watch? Fantastic album. And it's called And I Smoke. Again, this is something that's further <laughs> down the album. So you may not hit it. The third track. So you might not hit it, Brian, because it's might you. Not hit the third track. It's you. You might not. I might not. Depends. That's why I'm saying it that way. I feel like <laughs> this has a lot of different inter- instrumentals in it, and I feel it's a standout song, especially one that's so f- up with what's on the album. All right. You're really not trusting me on this, are you, I'm Bestie? At, unfortunately, I got caught up looking at all the names of the songs on this record. Oh, you don't and- like the names? Listen, we talk about having long song titles that are sometimes silly, and that's what they're doing. Yeah. That's what they're doing. Don't I'm be a not, hypocrite. I'm not being a hypocrite. Uh-huh. I'm not Sounds like you kind of are, though. There's some times where it just feels like they're inside jokes, and I don't get the inside joke. Well, you, if you listen more, you can be in on the inside joke, potentially. That's very off-putting to somebody who's not already <laughs> a listener. That's the, um, making you listen to it Literally, more. that's what the kind mean? of shit where you go, oh, you just don't get it. And it's like, then I don't want to get it. Fuck you. But also, sometimes it's like... It's pulled from pop culture or it's like expanded upon and twisted. <laughs> Expand and twist, they call Expand it. Expand and twist. That's the new Hot Mulligan uh, <laughs> song title. Yeah. Expand and twist. All right. And I smoke. Let's take a listen. Okay. I really like that song. <laughs> yes, I, really I got like it. That song. Let's go. It had. It's because all the things that Hot Mulligan is the most known for are things that I'm not super into, but that is taking all the things that Hot Mulligan does and using things that I actually am into and putting those in the song. The guitar reminded me a lot of Block Party. Okay. And also uh, one song that stuck out to me that I was like, oh, I this reminds me of that is Spin by uh, Taking Back Sunday. Okay. Off of uh, uh, Louder Now which is like kind of like a ripper song where he, it's Adam Lazar screaming a lot more and like getting really aggressive with it too. Um, I feel like because this has a little bit more of that higher energy, it makes sense when he's screaming. But I also feel now that this is like a record that came out last year. It's a little bit more like production wise rounding off the top of that scream. So it's not as harsh. It's a little bit more like, you know why he's screaming here. It's more, it, it does go into that more like post hardcore sound that I would, prefer that they do that's fair um but yeah and, and like pulling a little back of that like midwest emo uh, uh sound with the guitars and making it a little bit more like a, a blend of modern sounds modern rock and also that uh, that upbringing and the thing that they've done for so long into it um if that's what the record sounds like i need to listen to this record it's a really solid record it really showcases everything that they have come from and modernized it because they're taking so many different influences like just the ones you mentioned and probably so many more out there they have been able to like hone it in in like such a unique way that i haven't seen done with a lot of artists especially in this genre where arguably there's a lot of stuff that gets put out that just sounds like the same shit different day it's stale this isn't stale and every time hot mulligan drops anything i'm so excited because i know it's going to be something different And it's not that they're even going that far out of their genre range. But if you listen from their very first EP, like if you go from Fenton to Honest and Cutting to Opportunities to their full lengths like Pilot 
and now to why would I watch, you see a really cool progression of the development of their sound. And it's like more mature in a way. And that's not, you know, good or bad. There's bands that sound more mature sometimes that they're not. And I think it does well for them. And I think it's just because they keep getting out of that box a little bit where they're like, okay, we're just going to like, like a little toe out. A little toe out. And then they keep doing it, but they're not pushing it so much that you jar your audience where we've seen some bands do a complete pivot from pop yes. punk into like indie, like yeah. just regular indie, not indie emo. And it, and it freaks people out sometimes. Band, bands that started off as like a pop punk uh, band that now are just trying to be the 1975. Yeah. And it's like, hey, don't. It's like, hey, don't do that. Not everyone. <laughs> we have enough of that at home. We the, don't, the we don't need exists. more. Stop trying to do the 1975. Yeah. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. We're done with it. But I think that's what makes them more unique. And I think that'll make them more long lasting in the scene, which is why when I, again, like I saw them being like one of the primary openers for Fall Out Boy with Jimmy E World, I wouldn't doubt that they eventually become a Jimmy E World of like our modern time in mm. the scene. Wow. Damn. Sharp words. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, you gave me you gave me some songs to listen to. Good. I've heard them. Uh, final verdict of what I'm coming around to here now that you've shown me these songs, giving me a little bit of background. Um, damn, dramatic. God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. One day we'll have Mike Sansa like us. So, final verdict. Um, the things that I didn't like about Hot Mulligan going into this, I still am not super into, but. Now playing off the new record and some of their other like uh, sounds that they have toyed with in the past and how they're modernizing it for their new record, I think it gave me enough context to at least go into this new record and say, I'm going to try this out. Mm -hmm. I'm going to check out this new record uh, that they put out and see if maybe that vibes with me a little bit better. Um, I think that there's still a little too much homework that I have to do to understand what the words are and what they're singing to really get the full uh, experience of Hot Mulligan. It does feel like... Hot Mulligan is a band that you listen to to then go see live, to experience that with a group of people and at the show. And I don't know if I'm going to do all the homework. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to put in the effort in, at home to be able to go to the show uh, to know all the words to like some of the old stuff. But it does sound like this new record might be something that's a little bit more in my vibe and my style that I might be more interested in. But yeah, final verdict. Uh, maybe this new record will be You're good. like in the middle of the road. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to not go to see Hot Mulligan, but if there's not another band on the bill that I know, I'm definitely not rushing out of my house. Okay, fair. <laughs> Unless but I'm see, calling you up being like, Brian, we're going to see Hot Mulligan. Yeah, but <laughs> I mean, seeing them open for Fall Out Boy is fine because then I can, you know, see Fall Out Boy. And, and you'll see Jimmy World and Jimmy again. World and, and, you know, that's, that's fine to me. So uh, that's my take. That's where we ended up. So, uh, better than what I thought. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm glad that you showed me a couple of these songs at least. Uh, yeah. Was I right? Have, should I get my act together and like hot mulligan more? Um, let us know in the comments, uh, and let us know some other bands that maybe we're not into that we should be. And we can, uh, we can get into those. Uh, next time I'm going to get Lizzie into a band and, uh, -oh. uh you want to subscribe to know what band I'm trying to get Lizzie to listen to and like. And uh, yeah, that's that's it's a new series. So let us know what you think. Let us know what your your thoughts on this. And uh, we'll we'll the emo social club hot mulligan. Was I a fan? Maybe. 
We'll see you next time. <laughs> so did we convince Brian? It's still really up for debate. Did we convince you that you should be a fan of Hot Mulligan if you already weren't? I hope so. Otherwise, I don't know. Maybe you hate emo music. I don't know. Maybe you're not into post-emo. I don't know. But regardless, this will be a continuing series that we do for ESC. So make sure you go and subscribe to us over on YouTube channel so you can kind of see our full reactions. Face recognitions only in the chat. And you don't want to miss it because we're entertaining. And with that, we're going to end the podcast here. I have been Lizzie and Brian is still, I don't know, probably uploading this video by now. I hope. And we'll catch you later. Bye.